Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am your systems, SOP, and workflow BFF and guide, Dolly DeLong. And today I am thrilled to share that I am fangirling over my guest today. I have Amber Housley on the podcast. And Amber, thank you so much for coming on this show and thank you for agreeing to be here. Do you mind introducing yourself to the listeners and to the viewers? Sure. I'm excited to be here. So um, as you said, I'm Amber Housley. I'm a business coach and marketing strategist, and I also call myself a retreat and live event expert. I like to say that I have an MBA in retreats and live events. I've attended and spoken at and planned over 60 retreats, workshops, conferences, like all the things that you can think of when it comes to live event experiences. And so now I share insights about how you can do that for your own business through my coaching, my workshops, and virtual retreat experiences. So I've been doing event planning for a long time, decades, actually, right when I got out of college. I worked in corporate marketing and for agencies. And so I was doing events on like the rooftops of Las Vegas casinos. And I eventually went on to have my own wedding planning business here in Nashville, Tennessee. And, um, you know, all of those events were in a lot of different magazines and even on TV. So I've done all these event planning as I've built these different businesses over the last 16 years. And so now I like to say I have my own signature way of delighting people and and creating really transformational event experiences. And so I like to share about that as well. Well, Amber, thank you so much again for being here. For those of you who may be listening to the podcast and not watching this on YouTube, like Amber literally is a ray of sunshine. Like your smile is so big and so authentic. Oh, and <laughs> I'm just like so excited you're here. And I... I know that we're going to learn so much from you, especially the business owners who want to plan out like an event, either for a smaller audience or a larger audience. You're going to be the perfect person like for us to pick your brain. And I am really curious, like as far as systems and workflows and SOPs go, like how do you set yourself up? for success when planning out these events, these special retreats? Like, how do you fuse both of these things together? And that's what we are going to be talking about today, listeners. Like, Amber has some incredible points to share with us, and we're just going to, we're just going to dive right in. Yeah. Well, I, I say I, I want to encourage people who are hearing, especially about my background. I mean, I've been doing events for decades now. Yeah. And and especially like in my own business for the last 10 years, I have done 20 different types of event and learning experiences. And over 500 women have walked through the doors of anything from a, a one-day workshop to like a multi-day all-inclusive retreat. So my width is very, well, it's very wide of my experience, but the person who's listening right now is like, okay, I'm at the very beginning, you know, like I'm not ready 
to jump all in with going and staying in a beach house or renting a whole entire property like I do for our inspired retreat. So I just want to encourage the listeners, like I didn't start out that way. Like in the very beginning, it was a one day workshop in downtown Nashville with a room of 20 other people. And eventually over the years, as I developed my business and it grew my audience in different ways, I wanted to serve people with live events, you know, that, that changed over the years. And so the things that I'm talking about today with systems and tools that I use to facilitate these, like they would work for a smaller 10 person workshop, you know, and then they also work for several hundred when I produce those for clients. So it, it's all the same to me. And, and I always think like when I first started uh, using systems and tools to manage the experience and manage after the buying experience, you know, like I was a one woman show. And even today, we have a very small team here, like running behind the scenes and they're all contractors. No one's a full-time employee except for me. And so again, like I always like to tell you the behind the scenes to the listeners so they don't feel like, oh, like she's talking about something like, and she's got a whole team of people that are supporting her. No, it's these systems and tools that I've used over the years that like just have made it a lot easier to deliver on. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And that that's definitely encouraging for for me, myself to hear. And I know for the listeners, and that makes it more tangible to like, okay, we can step into this conversation then. It's just more encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. Well, are, do you want me to just start with like, you know, one of the first kind of ways that we use funnels and tools and systems to market yeah. the retreats? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Before you jump into that, can you define what a funnel is for any mm, listeners? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, so a funnel to me is just a guided sales experience. And so typically these are now done, at least the way that I sell my events are online. And so the idea is just like a funnel, which like, and, and the funnel word is like a weird word, but it's a tangible thing that people, we use like in the, in the kitchen and yes. you can use it like, like for pies, for baking. Yeah. 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 Like it's in the whole idea is to go and give a really guided customized journey. So a person who it just comes across you for the first time and meets and, and sees your brand gets to know you. And then you do activities to support and nurture them along in different stages of the funnel to encourage them to eventually become a customer. And then I think even for me, which I think sets it apart when I teach on retreats and live events, is that even the experience they have at the retreat, even after, I want the people who come and interact with myself and my team and my brand to have a truly a transformational experience that they go and tell others about it. And so really all of the, I'm, I'm thinking of that every step of the way when I think of funnels is like, how can I go and create that experience so people can be like brand evangelists for us and tell all their friends or come back and even be repeat buyers and, and come to our retreat again and again, like they do. Awesome. Thank you so much for that quick introduction to funnel. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Take jump right into the let's marketing. Jump right, yeah. Let's <laughs> jump into the marketing one. Well, one of the things also too, like when it comes to sales funnels and online sales funnels and marketing is usually you use a software or a tool to do that. And so the funnel software that I personally use is FG Funnels. It's run by the company Funnel Gorgeous and the, the CEO, the co-CEOs of it are longtime friends of mine. I actually produced their event called the Marketer's Heart event for several years for their entire community. And so that's the software that I use. And so within a software tool that helps you go and create sales pages or landing pages where people can download something and like you can capture their email address and then you can follow up with 
targeted email. Uh, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to use really simple words, but I'll say email sequences, which are just emails sent over a period of time in order to nurture them into the buying process. And so one of the ones we do within our sales funnel is that we have this great 20 plus page magazine download. And really it covers everything possibly you would want to know about Inspired Retreat, which is one of my signature events. It's a four-day all-inclusive experience outside Nashville. We actually have one coming up this April, 2024. And I've been doing that event for almost over, actually over 10 years now. That was actually the very first experience I did when it was a one-day workshop in downtown Nashville. And now it's this like nationally recognized event that's four days all-inclusive. So it's really neat how that dream has grown over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, so over the years, we now have lots of testimonials and marketing imagery and all kinds of things that even though I include that on the sales page where people can go and register for the retreat, they still have questions or they still like, it's a big, it's, it's an investment for people. And so I get it. And I want to go and give them as much information to help empower them in their decisions. So they feel comfortable with it. So we've de- designed this beautiful magazine download. So you can go to the landing page, you can download it, put in your email address, and they are you know, kind of moved into our email nurture sequence. That's about six or so emails. And really, this is all about repurposing because I've, I've launched this retreat for many years over. And so I'm able to go and make those emails evergreen, meaning that they can be used at any time. And really, we only just need to switch out the dates because the content is still relatively the same for them. And this particular mechanism or tool that we're doing here in this funnel is really great to do in the off season. So we host about Inspired Retreat now once a year. There was a time when I was doing it twice a year, but now I host other events. So now we only do Inspired Retreat once a year. But so in the off season, when we are like when we are sold out or whatever it is, it becomes a really great wait list and interest list builder. So you could do the method of I'm hosting an event here, come get on the wait list. And then you give an email and then you you, you get crickets a, as a yeah. person who's interested. Now, like we can send them and put them in our nurture sequence. We can send them a magazine. So when we do open the doors again, it makes it really easy for them to you know make a buying decision. So like what I'm hearing from this is no matter, let's say you have an idea, like a listener, you have an idea for a retreat that's for 10 people even or 15 people and you know you want it to be like six or seven months down the line because you got to give yourself some time to plan. Don't, what you're saying is don't just leave a wait list and a confirmation email and then that's it. You should be nurturing them along the way to keep top of mind. Okay. But how, how do they do that? Especially as a team of one, or what do they talk about if they don't have, because you have are coming in from with decades of experience and like repurposing the content. But what if like they are, they've not had ground zero. Yeah. Ground (laughs) zero. Then what? Yeah. Well, I think it's really important to go and and talk about the the outcomes that one can expect as being part of your retreat. So we'll use the word retreat. I, to me, it's interchangeable. We could talk about a live event or a conference or a workshop, but we'll just say the word retreat to make it easier. And usually there's a lot of things like rather than just you putting dates on it and say, here you go, here's my retreat, whatever. I find it's more compelling and you can convert people better if you tell them a lot more about your why. If you tell them about the reasons why you felt right now 
the market, the industry, your community needed this event more than ever. There's just so much storytelling that could be happening in that time from that six month period out, which is usually about the launch runway I recommend for a live event is about six months. It feels really good. And so you could be talking about the the why and why you're compelled to do it. You could be talking about what they're going to walk away with. You could talk about what they can expect, talk about who it's for. You can give a timeline of what's going to happen each day. You could be unveiling the guest speakers. You could be talking about your own expertise. So everything that I've just mentioned, I would not stuff that in one email. Definitely divide that up into yeah. like five different emails right there. Yes, that right there. Mentioned. Wow. And all of those could be also repurposed into social posts as well. Like those are all like repurposing and everything I've just said too, you could also put it in the magazine. So much that actually is in our magazine has been used somewhere else. Like I've talked about it. It's been in a blog post. It's been in an email and just we're putting it all in one big document for the person who's just jumping in for the first time. Once there, there's so many different people who consume information differently. And there's a large amount of people, especially when you have something that is an investment, like Inspired Retreat starts out at about $2,500. So that is a high ticket investment. So they want to know everything, right? Like I don't yeah. want to hold anything back from them making it a very like good decision for them. And I'm going to kind of like go back to a point that you had mentioned, Amber, like you are repurposing a lot of this content. It sounds like you're reminding viewers, listeners over and over again. And I want, again, I just want to preface this by saying I've only have had five years of experience being on, on the online space and you've had so much more experience than me, but I am hearing you say just like, talk about it over and over and over again until past the point of you feel like you're blue in the face. You're probably not blue in the face. You're not talking about it enough. And I want to remind listeners and viewers, don't assume that if you post about it one time, or if you talk about it one time in this platform that you can't repurpose it for, I don't know, Pinterest or an Instagram post or a Facebook post, like you have to be very repetitive in this online space. It's just like, that's just... Yeah. The way it goes, I've noticed that. Oh, for sure. I, I actually made an Instagram reel one time that was like a joke because yeah. so often when I'm working with people who are creating their retreats, like within my program, they are always like, oh, I like, I, I feel like I've talked to, about it forever. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. Like you, you still have, there's still someone that didn't hear it. Yeah. And even to your point too, is I find myself a lot, especially when it comes to Instagram reels. I find myself making those a little bit more evergreen as well when I do it. And now I've gone back and reshared reels when I was promoting Inspired Retreat last year. That's and I share those again to my Instagram stories because it's the same. It, nothing has really changed. It's the same thing. It's yeah. just reminding people again because they were actually really good pieces of content that I created. That's really smart, Amber. Okay, well, I, yeah, I'll just send you money for that like piece of information you just told me well, to do. Really cool. I don't know if you noticed this, the Instagram just like kind of, you know, they're always doing updates. But now when you go and share a reel to your stories, it takes up the whole canvas. Have you noticed that? Maybe I haven't. I yeah. So like I'll go and share a reel to my story and it stretches like automatically. So it looks like a whole new story rather than it being like a box within a, a little box. box. Yeah. Oh, and so now it's like, now that's even, yeah. yeah, it just started doing that for me like about a week ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're like rolling it out to people. Yeah. Cause yeah. and like, so anyway, that's like the perfect example of, of reels that I made marketing the retreat a year ago, are all completely work again. That and is then I, now I'm just putting the link to the, up, you know, the new sales page for it. Yeah. 
I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I can't wait to test that out. So, okay. So like going back to software, are there any software tools you would recommend a beginning business owner use and utilize outside? Because I've heard great things about FG Funnels and any other software, or is that a really good starting point? Yes. Okay. So FG Funnels, I like to say, because I've used all the tools. Yeah. I can, I can tell you have FG Funnels, like, Usually, sometimes I'll say it is a um, medium level expertise, so maybe not beginner. But then again, I started finding some beginner people. The reason why I love it is it's an all-in-one solution. And as a person who's been doing this for 16 years, I had so many different, you know, using Thinkific for my course membership library, using ActiveCampaign or ConvertKit for my email. ClickFunnels was a sales funnel software I used before FG Funnels, and FG Funnels allowed me to put all of that under one roof. And so it, for only, it was like $99 like a month when I joined. So that helped me like yeah. just reduced my bill so much. And they have a really great customer service where now even beginners can get started on that platform because you can join live office hours every single day, like Monday through Friday, you can get on there, which is unheard of on other software platforms. Yeah. Like that yeah, doesn't exist. Usually you have to enter in a bunch of support tickets. So the fact you can join a Zoom call and share your screen and they like answer it there live to get you going is incredible. It doesn't cost you anything extra. So now I've started telling beginners, you could actually go over to FG Funnels too okay. if you don't want to have a bunch of separate systems. Now, if you're like, I'm not ready, like I'm not going to have courses anytime soon or any of that sort of thing, then I think of like the beginning, I, I used MailChimp when I first was starting out and with email marketing and building email sequences. I think ConvertKit is a better platform now to get started on when it comes to emails and, and like setting those things up. So that's what I would recommend for people to start out with. I know Flowdesk gets all the love right now because it's like really like sexy looking and polished and pretty, but it doesn't have as many of the advanced features that you can get in ConvertKit. Yeah, that's true. And I will say, I I will admit, I use Flowdesk and there's like parts of me that I should just jump ship to ConvertKit, but I'm like, just like the thought of I know. transferring everything. It's just, I'm like, oh, I'll just keep, continue on. And I'm hoping that some new features will come out. It looks like they're up, like they're yes. like investing. I've noticed that because I kind of yes. keep tabs on all the software and, and see what people are doing. Because so many of my people that like I coach within my business programs, like yes. they're using all these tools. So I have to know what they're doing. Exactly. But yeah. When you want to start getting more sophisticated with your funnels and your email, like I just getting yourself on a platform that will allow you to do that. Like, just future pacing kind of helps. Okay. So you can host all of your courses within FG funnels and it all like talks with your email because like with me, my like big system I use is with Zapier. That's how I like make oh, yeah. everything talk to each other. Yeah. And it, I was just, so like, tired. I was so tired of giving Zapier money for all, for all the zaps. So no, Zapier has gone now. And so, yes, because there's FG mail within FG funnels. So my email marketing is within FG our membership learning portal, our sales funnels. And there's more things you can do in it that I don't do. Yeah. You can do all kinds of, like it has all kinds of integrations with your social accounts. There's invoicing, there's calendar appointments. So I could get rid of Calendly if I want yeah. to. I just haven't yet. So there's so much you can do, but like the three main ones that I was happy to get rid of. And Zapier, like the amount of zaps we were doing before to get things to active campaign, to get yeah. to Thinkific, to get to all the places was like going through the roof in billing. 
I believe that. I believe that so much. Well, Amber, like you're like slowly converting me over to FG funnels. I know. Like, you got me like mind spinning. I'm like, oh, maybe I need yeah. to reassess my own tiger back. I have a great backdoor link too. If you want the backdoor link, it's amberhousey.com slash FG funnels. And it gets you like a better rate for your monthly rate than what's advertised. So that's really good. I will be sure. Can I include that in the show notes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I will do that. Okay. Awesome. Okay. I know we went off on a tangent and I warned you that I, I tend to go off on tangents with so many questions. So. And now I have something like, it's like bugging me. I'm like, I have to say it too. Yeah. So Zapier is, is a great tool. It's very yeah. user-friendly, but it got costly for us. So I'd say mm-hmm. my other favorite tool that we moved to, because we still have to do what I call zaps, even though it's a different tool. We use Make now. Have you ever heard of Make? No, I haven't. It's called Integramat and then they rebranded and now it's just Make. So M-A-K-E.com. And it functions the same way as Zapier and lets you send information via webhooks and things like that. And it is a fraction of the cost of what we were paying to Zapier. So no way. So I was like, since I know you use Zapier, like I want to tell you that and everyone else listening. Oh my gosh. Yeah, to check out Make. You make scenarios is what it's called. And then rather than Zaps, but it can do a lot of things that that Zapier was doing for us. Amber, Mm -hmm. wow. This is like literally a coaching session with you. Like this is (laughs) <laughs> just invoice. Seriously, I joke around about this. There's a lot of my guests. I'm like, just invoice me later. I, this is amazing. Okay. <laughs> I will also have this in the show notes for all the listeners. Okay. So kind of going back to the conversation of marketing, you're talking about how you map out your sales funnel for the actual event, for the retreat. And then what is another aspect of mapping out and planning out your event and retreat? Yeah. So thinking about the buying purchasing okay. experience. And so when someone does make the decision to like RSVP for one of our events, we have a lot of systems in place and different like scenarios that happen in order to make it a buying experience. That's like really they're excited about and they feel really welcomed because I can't tell you, like I said, is that that MBA I have in retreats and events is that I found like there were so many events that I would go to and I would buy something and then it was crickets afterwards. It was like, okay, I guess I just show up and hope for the best. And I never want any attendee to feel that way. I want them to feel so excited. There's no doubt in their mind that they made a good decision in it. They feel prepared. They're ready to go because I want it when they walk through the door. Like I know that I have the opportunity to transform them in some way. And I can't do that if they're hindered by other things. Like they didn't know what to pack. They didn't know where to arrive. They're like scared of the other people that are there. They don't know who they are. They think they're all alone. Like there's so many things that can happen in an attendee's mind after they push the purchase button that I can do a lot of other like little sorcery and tricks to make it a really good experience. (laughs) And it also sounds like this is a, gives you opportunity to create content to like, email out about that sounds to me like just answering the FAQs. Yeah. Like we put all those FAQs in the magazine on the sales page, right? But we can reiterate them before them. And I actually find now after doing this for 10 years, the window of attention has gotten so small now. Whereas before someone would buy something from me six months out, say from the retreat. And then, you know, we'd, we'd email every single month. And we you know, get them prepared, get them excited with just information, just via email or however we do that. And I can talk about that in a minute. But now I find they're not paying attention to any of those. It's not until maybe two weeks out or the week of that suddenly they're like, oh, 
I have a retreat I'm going to. What do I need to know? Like suddenly they, yeah. they realize that it's here. And it, it's been very interesting as a as a host because now I have to adapt things, like almost still serve the way that I did before. But now I feel like I have to create a new condensed version one week out that was like, in case you missed it, here's everything else you need to know all in one place. It's funny that you say that because my background before I like went full time into my business was I worked in higher education for about seven to eight years. I lo- I loved it. There were parts like good parts and bad parts, but overall I loved it. I loved working with college age students and watching them grow, watching them evolve. But the one thing I remember about college students and I like would make fun, like sometimes if I had like rapport with them, I'd be like, oh, you're a classic college student, yeah. but mostly inside I'd be like, wow, like you can literally tell them everything. And then like, they act surprised when something is new or they act, whoa, you never told me this. And after you emailed them, after you talked to them in person, after you texted them. And, and now I like think, wow, they are now the adults in this world. And like, they've kind (laughs) of like taken that personality and they, they are now like, adding to society. And I like laugh about it. They're great. But I loved, I love them. But I just think that that's so true. Amber, like the, the attention span of adults is just like, like this. Yeah. And like the way I parent my sons now, my Ty and I, like we, I realized like, it also has to do with like the whole vast thing, like social media and like technology and all that stuff. But like, we're like, please just pay attention. Like we're trying to help them to have a higher attention span. But I I don't know if it's like a losing battle, but it's still, it's something that's always at the forefront of my mind on so many. For sure. And and yeah, too, is like when I think of my audience, a lot of the people, everyone who attends my retreats are usually, I'd say middle-aged women like who are juggling a lot, whether they have a family of their own or they have a partner and pets and a busy business. So it's almost like we put on blinders to things where we're like, I'm only focused on this one thing. And then when I get over that one thing and then it's retreat time, then my attention can go over to it. And so we used to be, I think, better at consuming a little bit of everything. And now we're like, okay, no, I only have this amount of capacity to think. And I found myself actually, I I didn't understand it until recently. I went to the retreat for a mastermind that I'm a part of. So I was the attendee and I was one of those people where I was getting the emails and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll look at that when I need to get to it. And then suddenly the two days before I was like, oh no. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I was like searching my inbox. Where's the email? What do I need to know? What do I need to pack? And so it really showed me on the receiving end. Okay. What can I do differently? And it even made me think that I need to, for this upcoming retreat, There needs to be one almost like um, landing space for people to go to. Maybe it's like a URL or something that people can go to that has everything all in one place. Whereas I found myself searching through my inbox for various emails, like with keywords, just trying to find what I needed. And that wasn't very easy as an attendee. And and they could be doing that based on how I used to do that. Like when I would share about retreat. Yeah. Well, that's a little good tangent on just like, just like knowing your, your clients. And, and I want to say, Amber, I, I fit in that middle age category, like where your ideal client, like, I'm like, yeah, that's me. Cause as a mom, I'm just like, so focused. Okay. I just got to get through like right now when we're recording, it's the holidays and mm-hmm. I am just like, okay, I just need to focus on getting through this day and doing all the activities with the boys. And then I can do this. And then yeah. I, yeah, exact 
I, I am that. Maybe person. you could say we all just have better boundaries now where we're like, this is maybe. all I have capacity for. And <laughs> maybe yeah, that, that was a whole tangent on why. <laughs> Yes, I love it. Why we why we do what we do here. But yeah. now I can talk actually about the system, like what happens when someone yeah. buys. How about that? Let's do that. Let's okay. do that. So when someone goes and buys, say Inspired Retreat, they make the purchase, they go on a landing page that actually has initial details that they need to know and get ready. And while they're doing that, while they land on the landing page, we start getting notifications on our side. So we've set up um, notifications. You can do notifications with an FG. And then also within using make, we make a scenario to go and create Asana tasks. And so the team all gets an email notification that says so-and-so just bought Inspired Retreat. And now I would get that in different ways. Say my Stripe app would tell me someone bought it. But I like the inbox notifications because it's actually motivating for me as the host and like, yay, like, you know, you just made a sale. Like someone was interested. You're like so excited for this attendee. Can't wait to get to know him. I usually find myself going and looking them up or following them on social media. Like I want to get to know them right off the bat. And so it's a great mechanism. It also goes and creates a task. I have a person on my team who is our retreat concierge who will personally send a a one-to-one email that she has templated, but she customizes it to them, invites them if they want to get on a call, if they have any initial questions and just says, we're so excited. More details are coming. So like our email sequence like for a purchaser we'll get those kind of ones too but those are more like automated messages like we're so excited so I like to add a personal touch onto it for the concierge to go and do that so can we take a step back and talk about the tech stack of that so you had mentioned FG funnels Mm -hmm. and then Asana and then make yes and then any other a couple more that are going to happen here that also okay Okay. yeah (laughs) So the data from the purchase, like the buyer's purchase data, we're using Make to go and send to Airtable. So Airtable is another software tool that we use. We use that for our attendee management, where we have all one place, like basically one table or one spreadsheet. If you're not familiar with Airtable, it's more of like a very like uh, souped up Google spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love so can, Airtable. Yeah. Yes. And so we just, we like to have that in Airtable. We have all our attendees in one place and it has all of their information on it in case we need to reach out to them. And then we've added additional fields within that attendee management that has more about them and information from an intake form. So when they first buy on that landing page, it says, we're so excited. There's more information we'd like to get from you to make your experience a great one. Can you go fill out this form? And it's an intake form on Typeform. Okay. And so Typeform is, I've used them for years. Yes, you can get by with Google Forms and other things like that that are more free tools. Typeform, we do use the paid one. We've been using it for years because it also has great integration with a lot of other our other tools. And it just, it's a really pretty experience. So there are times when I like to pay for upgraded experiences and type form is one of them. And so that has lots of details on it. Like we get to know what do they want to get out of the experience? Who's their emergency contact? There's some waiver information, t-shirt sizes, all of that. And when they fill out that form, that data can also be populated in Airtable too under that attendee management. So it's like, Everything then is put in Airtable anytime we need to reach out to an attendee or as we get further along in the retreat planning process, we might ask them, hey, what are your 
travel plans? How are you getting to the retreat location? And, you know, are you driving in? Are you rental car? What, how are you doing it so we can connect attendees with each other? And we can put all that information all on that air table. Gotcha. This is all really great. And the reason why, okay, listeners, if you're wondering, why am I asking so much about the tech stack? Why am I curious? Is because I want to encourage you as a listener, as a viewer, if you are wanting to plan out a retreat, an event, a workshop, you'll need to know your tech stack or understand like how you're using your tools together to make it a, a seamless process for yourself and for your purchaser, for your buyer. And Amber, how long did it take you to, on average, to map this out before you actually started putting everything together? I think it honestly was something organic where in the beginning, okay. it was like all like n- none of this was in place. It was very manual. It was like yeah. back and forth, like over email. And then suddenly it was like, oh, let's go and use Typeform. Like, let's start taking information via form. That's like a way easier way to send to people. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, let's put that information in a spreadsheet. And so then Airtable ended up being a better one. And then we realized Airtable, you could send that information and not have to manually have a human go and type all that information in for each person. So it was like almost like some self-discovery. So I guess now I'm just telling everyone like, hey, this is what you can do from the beginning and not be like me and take 10 years to figure out like, oh, you could just have this all automatically happen for you. (laughs) Yes. I don't know anything about FG funnels. So that's why I keep on asking about FG funnels. But I use Dubsado for pretty much everything in my business. Do they have FG funnels have the capability, like the questionnaires, the like contracts, like all that stuff? I believe it does. Oh. I believe it does. Oh, yeah. okay. But I don't use those features, so I can't speak to yeah. you. You're like, <laughs> yeah. But yes, that's everything you're describing for, okay, like the questionnaires, the type form. I do that within Dipsado for certain projects and events, that, like not events, projects, one-on-one services I have with clients, students, and it auto-populates. So the reason why I'm bringing that up is just like research your own, see what your tools are capable yeah. of before you like make these. I, I'm just like a, a huge like proponent of making sure what you have in your tool belt works before. Or make these big purchases because like I had no idea like that Dubsado had certain capabilities and I'm glad I researched that like with the questionnaires and like automating Mm. into certain smart fields years ago. And so that's why I'm just, I don't know why. I just wanted to remind, like see what your tools are before you branch out. But these are all really, of course, I'm, you're selling me more and more on FG funnels. I just (laughs) thought you know. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So you shared your tech stack and then you shared about the, like a purchaser purchases from you, their experience. And then what about the attendee experience? Yeah. So when a purchaser goes through the buying experience in FG, they get tagged as a purchaser. So we use a tagging system within our CRM, within the emails. And so it comes really easy for us to go in send emails to all of the attendees out of the email marketing using that tag. And so we'll communicate with them in the months leading up to it and more frequently as we get closer. But one thing that I found more recently, we've evolved a little bit, is when they actually arrive on site, what happens? And previously, when Facebook groups were very, like everybody was using Facebook, you know, we'll we'll say like maybe this was like five years ago. 
five years ago, everyone was on Facebook every single day, right? They weren't distracted. Everyone was in groups. The algorithm worked in groups favors. And so everyone could see everything, you know? And so that was where we were communicating when people were on site, you know, and, and even in leading up, we were like, Hey, get to know each other over in this space in the weeks leading up, share car rides, whatever it is. And then when we're on site, we could say things like, Hey, we're going to be started at this time or like any You'll find as you start to host events, like you're going to have the best intentions with your schedule, but things are going to flex, like things happen and need to be changed. Or there's like weather things that happen. And so you've got to change outdoor activities, whatever it is. And so the Facebook groups we found weren't working anymore as a way to go and and do it. And we actually would go and script out things ahead of time in the Google Doc and say, here's here's the the best way we can communicate at least on a daily basis or several times a day. And so we changed the method on how we did that. And so we started doing text messages. And so I use Textiful. That's one of my favorite text messaging text platforms. And so we were doing that as a way because not everyone used Facebook. And so we could go and pre-plan out um, messages again ahead of time that says, good morning, we'll see you at this time, whatever it is. Well, we started to realize after a couple of years of doing that, Again, that allowed us to do pre-planning, but it wasn't as good on the fly because things would just change constantly. So you'd have to open up the whole platform, schedule out a broadcast message. It was more kind of time consuming. So then we moved over to using Voxer. And so the Voxer app, if you're not familiar, that's like a voice and text messaging free app you can download. It's meant to be like a walkie-talkie of sorts that you can like press a button and record. But what we found is it was easier to go and add people to a group chat for that and then be able to be in the moment. So we said, hey, like, here's the app you want to download while you're here on site, turn on notifications, so then you won't miss anything. And that just gave us a lot more flexibility to just be updating everything ahead of time. So that was like one thing that we do for attendee experience. I love that so much. So like communication, and make sure everything's because you're right. I, I was just thinking the last time I was a part of a a an ex, like a group experience a retreat was when my son had just turned one because I don't purchase a lot of retreat experiences workshop experiences only because I have little ones at home and the last time was in 2019 and it was the show at United conference I don't know oh, if, yeah um yeah. how they communicated with everyone was through a very specific app I, they had created the app to message everyone and it was a very effective like for me at least like to know like where to meet where to go because it was a very overwhelming like it was like hundreds of people and yeah. in a new place and I was brand new and I didn't know anyone and so it was very it made the process easier so I love that I'm tying this back into the fact that I love that you thought that through for like how to communicate on the fly to people when things change. That's super helpful and encouraging. And um, I wanted to give a shout out to, I think Laylee is one of, I don't know if she's one of your students or what, but she was in my Coterie Mastermind program. Okay. So you should like totally, I don't know, you should feel proud of yourself because I purchased an event. I'm going to one of her events in January and this is a big deal for me because again, I... I have children, I like little ones. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is the first one I'm going to after four years of not doing anything. And she has helped make the experience 
so flawless. There are no questions for me. I know exactly what to expect. And it's been a really good lead up. So everything that you have spoken about, you do, I'm like trying to affirm you right now, Amber, and make your head like explode right now. Let you know, like you, you know what you're doing and listeners like Amber knows her stuff. So when she says that she teaches others about how to lead really good events, how to execute really well, like I can attest to that. Like I am purchasing from one of her like peers, like who she is taught. Yeah. And so all of this stuff, all of these systems like work and she teaches them really well. Oh, I love that. And Laylee Amadi, yes, she has the Creative Educators Conference yes. in January. And yes. I know I had a ticket last year and then my husband, he ended up having a surgery and so I couldn't go. And so I'm trying to like work it into the schedule this year because I want to go. I want to support her because yeah. um, I know I've heard such amazing things about her event. And we've been on a lot of panels together, too. I got to coach her for a year, which was exciting. But then we've been on panels because we love talking about events, both of us. So yes. she's also a great person. So I, I totally vouch for Laylee, too, if anyone's <laughs> listening. Hers is a great live event to go to. And it's also made me think of when we were just talking about the text messaging versus like an app and things like that. I wanted to point out too is the Voxer app is really good for smaller events. I would never put several hundred people on the Voxer app within a channel. Yeah. That would be, yeah. And you can also do broadcast channels versus where people can actually talk and respond. So <laughs> I use the Voxer app for something that's like 25 people or less. Anything larger than that, I would do a text messaging or some other kind of app. So I just wanted to point that out too. That's <laughs> really good. All right. I know that we've been chatting for quite some time now, and I don't want to take up too much of your time and overwhelm you, Amber. But as we wrap up, do you have anything else to add to any of these three main points that you just shared about like the systems yeah. and workflows of events and retreats? Yeah, I think that like final thing I would say for it, especially when it comes to attendee experience and like for it's also kind of goes into your own marketing is knowing how important and valuable the attendee survey is. So at the end of the experience, already having that ready in advance, like even in the weeks leading up to it, you already get that in place. Like again, we're using Typeform for that. So we already have a template in place to do it. And we already have an email queued up, ready to go. So like when the people leave and they're maybe sitting at the airport or they're in the air or wherever they're at, or like the next day, we like also incentivize them to complete it within those first 24 hours because everything's really fresh in your people's mind. Usually it's hopefully all positive, right? If you've done yeah. a great job delighting and, you know, putting on a great experience. And so I always want to capture that while it's in the moment because a couple of days later, they will forget all of that. And so it's so important to have that queued up because you as the host are going to be exhausted like the last thing, like when you come back from your retreat, you're going to need a day or a couple of days of recovery and just like quiet time uh, where you're not in the spotlight as much. And so the last thing in your mind is, oh, I got to go back and craft an email and a survey and that sort of thing. And so we always like to have that scheduled in advance. I love that. And also a reminder to all the listeners and viewers, like Amber has, like she shared over 16 years of experience doing this. So I am very certain like year one, you probably didn't know all of these follow-up questions to ask. I am guessing. Yeah. 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 No, it took, it took some time for me to figure out. Okay. And because I think, and it's the marketing person in me too, is I know now the right questions to ask. So yes. 
I get a really great testimonial that I can then use to market in the future. Yeah, I love that. So just just be patient with yourselves, listeners, viewers, be patient. And just like the fact, I love that Amber shared, like you really need to plan out like that you will probably be exhausted like after the event. So map out and plan out those follow through emails, testimonial survey requests so that you can truly like rest after yes. the event. Yeah. Um, this has been a great episode. I'm really excited about getting, I don't know, I'm just excited about listeners learning more about the systems and workflows behind retreats, events, special events. And this is going to help out a lot of people. So I just want to say thank you again, Amber. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Please share with the audience, like how they can follow you, work with you, get to know you, and also like share any upcoming events you may have. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me over on Instagram, Amber Housley. You can also find me on Facebook that way too. I have um, a podcast called The Bloom and Grow Show where I talk about a lot of retreat topics. I talk on business strategy and marketing. I've talked a lot about inspired retreats. So that's coming up April 21st through the 24th. And so you can go to amberhalsey.com slash join inspired retreat if you're interested in that. And seeing, like I always say, for those who are interested in, in hosting their own retreat, like come experience one of my events. And then you can see how I come be a student of me and see how I do it and take your own notes. Like I'm an open book when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, if you're just in the beginning stages of dreaming up, like, Hey, what could a retreat or live event look like? I have a really low cost $37 product called the dream retreat challenge. You can go to amberhousey.com slash dream retreat and check that out. And then if you liked anything that I shared today where you're like, okay, Amber, like what are the email? What does the content need to say? What are, you know, what would be the swipe files? What would be the things I put on the survey form for that attendee experience? You can find all of that in my retreat planning program called Invite and Delight. So that's amberhalsey.com slash invite and delight. And that's basically all of my systems, all the templates. If you heard me talk about our attendee management and Airtable, I gave you the base within Airtable for you to replicate all the planning tools checklist. So that's for the person who wants to jump all the way in. I love it. And you all, this will be in the show notes. And so don't worry, I will include everything in. And especially I would love for you all to give Amber a follow and learn more from her because i I've been loving learning from Amber. I think it's like the past two years. I've been just like following her on Instagram, loving her, getting to know her. And it's fun meeting another fellow national park lover. I love yeah. the national park so much. And I always love whenever Amber takes her family there. Like always fun seeing that. <laughs> okay. So snag everything in the show notes. And next week I will come back with a whole new systems and workflow related episode. But until then, stay streamlined and magical. You amazing muggle you. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.